as Brandon slams the door downstairs. Awkward. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, clap sync. Three, two, one. Perfect. Wow. That actually sounded great, which means it's bad, but it's all good. Oof. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. So, Gabe, what is your take on Gamer Girl? <laughs> oh, I showed you the trailer, Ooh, right? Oh, yeah. That looked like a game I did not want to play. <laughs> <laughs> Why would um, you say that, Gabe? This seems like right up your alley. It's all about weird internet shit, right? Streamers and I things. mean, in theory, yes. However, I don't want to be that involved with it. Like, it's fun to analyze from the outside and mock people who fall into that category, both mm-hmm. as a, you know, like the traditional, or I should say the stereotypical gamer girl streamers and then the the simps <laughs> who <laughs> idolize them. <laughs> Fuck, I need the soundboard today. Goddamn. Yeah. We're already there, but yeah. That yeah. sounds like a soap opera. Gamer girls and the simps who idolize them. Oh, let's yeah. do it. Coming Honestly, next fall. <laughs> like, you know that thing where they like play music in grocery stores that's like of the era they think they're the majority of their customers are? Like, you know what I mean by that? Like, where it's like they like sit there and play music from the 80s because they think that's what all the 50 year olds are listening to you know and it eventually just keeps aging through the era so when you start oh, to man. like the music in the grocery store that's when you know they're targeting you i right? saw i saw somebody comment about that with uh advertisements mm-hmm. and somebody said man there's gonna be like an advertisement for like uh, i don't know some product or like service and it's gonna have despacito playing uh, no, it fucking is, dude. And what what I guess what I'm saying is that eventually they're gonna make a soap opera about gamer girl, Twitch streamer, and simp relationships. Oh no! Uh, and that's when you know it's time to get out. You know what I mean? Like it's time for us yeah, to go with MCR as the backtrack, and you're like, oh no, <laughs> no Fuck. for real. Oh, that's no, a big yikes! Like that's the point where I. Like, look, I, I still to this day hang on and play online multiplayer video games with essentially just super godlike reflex 12-year-olds. And I hold on that I have, like, some sort of, like, mental faculty that I can use over them, strategy and all that shit. But the day that I see a gamer girl fucking simp fucking op- soap opera marketed to me with Despacito um, and then MCR in the background, I will uninstall all my multiplayer games and i will become an old man and i will just accept it for what it is because i think that's what the marketers in those tall buildings are telling me right yeah but mccoy you actually watched the trailer this week i did i (laughs) did um can't get enough of it the thing with that trailer is that it starts with like some like logo screens and stuff which i think is hilarious so that's like the first like eight seconds and then from seconds eight to like 12 or something there's like a quick flash of one scene and i was already completely overwhelmed and uncomfortable with just how horrible it was (laughs) after like probably less than four seconds of actual footage of the game it was just so uncomfortable it was unfucking believable oh my god yeah should i get my real hot take the real hot take is that we were talking about all sorts of shit and it basically seems like they wrote this. This is not my idea, but I do think it's hilarious. They wrote this basically based on like inspiration from short, from Twitch streamers and uh, all sorts of things like that. They definitely watched plenty for their homework. But then they were like, one guy probably was sitting at the meeting and, and was like, hey, um, I actually was watching something last night. I think we could, you know, take some inspiration from. And they're like, oh, cool. Like, what was it? And he's like, um, well, it was produced porn. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. and, and then the other guys were like, no, 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 no. This is no, this is part of the male experience. Like, we should leave this in. Like th- people identify with this shit. This is one of those things that we all watch, but nobody talks about. So let's let's put. To, okay, what do you think? A pizza guy? Like what? You know, what do you got here? And like, I really felt like they kind of ran with that. Um, Definitely seems like that with the one like fake Mario Kart racing scene in the trailer. <laughs> like it shows like two girls clearly not playing a video game but you're supposed to be playing a video game that's some knockoff of mario kart but they're like nudging each other just to be like ah, 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 ah. and i'm like oh my god this is like a bad intro to a lesbian porn right now nice. oh no yeah. <laughs> yeah oh my god it was fucking brutal like it just it just felt like so uncomfortable the whole fucking way through especially being like the mod and like her looking at you like what am i gonna do mod like like just Oh, God, it's <laughs> disgusting. It's horrible. Is this... So my question is, comparison to Super Seducer, I haven't played that game, but is it like, is it similar in the cringe factor? That game feels like it would be cringe from the outside. I mean, I haven't played Super Seducer either. From from what I gather, I, I, I actually don't know. I feel like people play Super Seducer for the laughs because of just how cringy the pickup lines are. So maybe, maybe it's a similar par of like cringe factor. That was my thought. My thought is that they were rolling for that style, which by the way, all the YouTuber creators were like, super producer, how ridiculous. And then they all made mountains, just both loads of content <laughs> about it. Um, and so I feel like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this game falls into that category. Oh, like, it is. It's totally going to. <laughs> so then it might be really fucking successful. Like, you know, because all the streamers will play it and, and everyone will talk about how bad it is and all the YouTubers will play it and talk about how bad it is. And then a couple of people will be like, I actually think this is a work of art and you'll just stare at them strange. But, you know, you have to accept that. Um, <laughs> God. Oh, oh, God. It's like I felt embarrassed to walk out of my room and like say that I was a gamer. Like after watching mm-hmm. It's like, no, I'm Got into interactive media. Remote. Dude, that, that part of the trailer where she just like boards like a derelict looking ship, just like on the waterfront, and it's like, is this a bad idea, Mod? It's like, bruh. <laughs> oh, man. So true, though. It's, it's going to be like a more mature version of Dora the Explorer, where it's just like, <laughs> do I go on the creepy ship or do I stay on shore? It's like... Stay on shore. It's like, what do you think? Dumb nut. Dude, she like walks past this person. He like spanks her ass and she's like, swipe or no swiping. Like, oh boy. Jesus Christ. I'm just saying, like, does that not feel like where this game is going? I'm just saying that feels like where this game is going. They basically have like all these themes about like she gets kidnapped and maybe murdered or something. You're like, this goes crazy places. So I have no idea. But I do have. Right? Yeah. If you're a bad mod, bro, she gets kidnapped. Think about that. <laughs> it's like, what's up? I don't have any control over that. I just moderate the chat. Dude, <laughs> what is a... I didn't... Okay, I guess I don't really know that much about mods, but, like, I've been seeing this uh, commercial on Twitch just repeatedly, and it's like they've spent, I swear to God, millions, uh, like, talking about how they're, like, making, like, a fundraiser for mods or something where they, oh, like, the Bud allow... Bud Light commercial? Not sponsored. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> um... Bud Light of all things. But yeah, like I just sit there and I'm like, they, they've they shown me this commercial so many times that I wonder if they could have just paid these mods with like a little bit less of this commercial being shown and just actually paid them. But instead, it seems like they're kind of just holding an event where people donate to the mods. It doesn't matter. But the point is, I guess 
Does anybody know that much about what it is to be a mod, like, outside of this game? You know? What's that Truth life like? Truth be told, I, no. I did, like, remember one time I went into, like, one stream and, like, subscribe to a person. Of course, the notification pops up and the guy's like, yep. hey, I really like that name. I'm going to make you a mod. And I was like, please don't. <laughs> what? <laughs> and you're like, don't get on that ship. And that's the first thing you say. And you just quit the chat. <laughs> totally get that. Totally get that. It's like, yeah, so when is my uh, choose your own adventure moment going to come here? Like, what's happening? Oh, my God. Like, yeah, no, you should... bro, you you just need to, like, block out all the hate speech that just wheeling by me at, like, a million miles a minute because I just don't moderate my chat. It's God. Like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> I would just be like, just just get on the ship. I don't want to moderate for you anymore. <laughs> yeah, just get on the ship. <laughs> Dude, I'm just telling you, it's, like, weird because, like, everyone is, like, doing this thing where they're, like, they're all saying, like, you know, the real heroes of Twitch are, like, the, the mods, man. Those are the real heroes. And I'm like, oh. Are they the real heroes? I'm just, I just, it seems like a little far. Like, I definitely, I don't know. Am I an asshole? I just am like, the no. real heroes? No. Yeah, I get it. They, they put up with some shit. And, you know, they're they're doing good. Most of them are doing good work of getting rid of, like, the hate speech and all that stuff. But, like, I don't know. To call them the real heroes. I know. It's just, like, I, I just remember there was some comedian. I forget who it was. But he was talking about, like, we can't just use the word hero all the time because then we have nothing to use to describe actual heroes you know exactly and he's like you're not a hero because you and then he like lists something just ridiculously based like god i wish i knew any of this joke but it's been so many years but basically that premise is funny to me because i just think like, well, yeah, it's like i wouldn't call you a guess. hero for deleting a comment that had like a racial slur in it it's like yeah, yeah. like you did it's, it's a good thing you did but i wouldn't say you're a hero like i've definitely <laughs> seen some communities that are like definitely like supported by the mods like the mods have like a lot of role in like making sure that they can like execute on the vision of the streamer and that stuff's cool sure um, you just also unfortunately see a lot of cases especially with like reddit where <laughs> what little power mods get over your everyday like joe on the internet it just goes immediately to their head yeah and they start like banning people and like deleting stuff that they don't agree with personally it's like dude yeah oh my god yeah like you got one little like drop of like taste of power on your tongue and you just immediately let it go to your head yeah dude it's actually crazy though reddit's crazy because like when a like a thread like basically leaves it's like small ecosystem and goes out to like the are all sort of situation it just gets like just explodes and i often see like you'll come into a thread you know i'm always late i'm never like sorting by new or anything like that i'm just like sitting there like looking at this thread that's gigantic and the you know pinned comment just a mod being like i'm locking this down after attack like <laughs> man the fucking edges jesus christ people are saying crazy shit about our friends here um and like i just i just think that's hilarious every time um yeah, I do too. Just, yeah, I one of my favorite, like, I, I follow the r slash starter packs subreddit sometimes. And my favorite one was like, you know, female does something great uh, for the world starter pack, which was like a picture of a female, like something about science and technology. And then it was just like the yellow lock button of like the locking the thread down on the post. <laughs> because it always happens whenever like a woman just posts like an accomplishment or something of like, hey, I did this cool thing. It's like, That's you're like, good. careful, protect her fragile soul. She's under attack. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I don't know why, but it really is true. There's just like a hate brigade that just comes out and you're like, okay. 
My favorite shit, fuck, this is going to get so explicit so fast, but my favorite shit on Reddit, though, is all of the not safe for work subreddits because um, I like to search by all and then they get like put in there. Um, and I love reading the comments every once in a while. It's just the craziest shit you've ever seen because <laughs> it's just I mean, fuck it out. You know, it's like it's like the post is like, am I accepted here? You know, and then like the response is like, yeah, man, like, come on in. Or it's alternatively just the dirtiest shit. You've Like, someone just uttered his fucking fetish under his fucking breath just in the thread, just in the back corner, just being like, yeah, man, but only if you do this thing will I accept you. And it's just like, what the fuck? What is happening in this, like, weird echo chamber of, like, accept me, like, via upvotes, and then, like, I'm going to write some weird horny shit on your post. Just like, who is doing this? Like, Oh my god! Oh god! It's so uncomfortable. Reddit is wild. Yeah, but here's here's my uh, here's my prediction of what's gonna happen with the gamer girl game. Okay, Ready? Sure. Yeah. You're gonna play the mod. You're gonna make all these decisions for her, and if you save her, she's gonna have this whole scene where she's like, "Wow, mod, I've been looking for love this entire game, <laughs> and I never really realized that love was." Right here, all along. Like, you know what's best for me, Mod. I love you. And then the power trip and mods are going to be like, oh, it can happen. (laughs) Shit. Do you know what really made the difference, Mod? When I was having that bad day and you donated $10,000, that's what really made the difference. (laughs) Dude, you're fucking right, though. If this turns into, like, a nice guy story at the end, doesn't it feel like, oh, it has some nice guy sort of directions and leanings oh jeez. that's what i feel for sure oh. do you think they'll go nude with it no i don't think so but do you think no, it'll be like- i don't think fmv video games i actually i don't know i haven't played a lot of fmv yeah games all i know is there's some games on steam where like they're like hey man this is the hottest shit on the internet and you're like really and then like in the description they're like download this shit and we can't actually put this on steam but you can download a patch on our website and that's where the good shit is and you're like oh the good shit's on your website and i just like installed it in a folder it's just this crazy concept of like are we talking house stuff. party i don't know <laughs> it's just like how do you get around steam but like maybe that's what they'll do <laughs> or some some fan out there will be like i figured out like the best oh no oh god okay i was gonna I've... say like if anything like some somebody's gonna be like hey i created a mod for this game where just everybody is naked yeah have fun <laughs> dude but wait i'm actually thinking about this though like that actress like might legitimately get offered a porn deal from this game because doesn't that happen really like a couple of times throughout history where like someone just got offered like a ludicrous amount of money for that sort of stuff like that could happen are you talking like people like mia khalifa or something i guess i don't really know who i'm talking about i've only heard of the (laughs) scenarios of people but dude it's hella funny actually like i think it was like someone was telling me that like pornhub has like exclusive rights to like fucking some of the classic sex tapes and they like are just proud that they have like exclusive <laughs> like we have paris hilton like like nobody else has paris hilton um, yeah paris hilton in an extremely relevant culture icon <laughs> of 2020 <laughs> yeah not to mention an extremely un uh clear visual video <laughs> that has like essentially <laughs> no value <laughs> she's like looking at this and i'm like this started your career Okay, I don't actually know if that's true, but someone, in, you know, when I was 10 told me that's true. And I guess I've just kept that with me, so. <laughs> Good advice. Okay, so wait, I'm actually curious, though. Um, and Gabe, we'll start with you. 
what have you been playing? What does Gabe play? You know, his natural rhythm, right? He's got no podcast game. He's chilling. He's hanging out. He's got a natural rhythm. He walks up to the computer, launches Steam. What do you play? You don't know me. Um, I don't. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of the usual where it's just like Call of Duty, World of Warcraft. Um, but I've been starting to play a little bit of Age of Empires again. Oh shit! The remaster. Wait, the HD. Wait, uh, what's definitive it called? Edition. Okay, yeah, because there's there's already a remaster, and then they're like, we're doing it again. Exactly. Um, okay. But they've added new stuff to this one. But uh, yeah, um, that, and then I've also started playing a little bit again of a uh, of Assassin's Creed Three, the remaster. Hmm. I didn't know there's a remaster of that. Yeah. Three is the Colonial America one. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's the one where you play as uh, the Native American guy. That's like the only game, that's the only Assassin's Creed I've actually played. Oh, really? Yeah. The other ones I haven't really touched on, but that one, I don't, I think my sister got it for Christmas one year or something. So that's the only one I've actually had experience playing with. It's quite the foray into the series, starting with that one. Yeah, that's a strange one, isn't it? <laughs> I did not understand anything. Yeah, that's... You should care about him, and also this guy's evil, and this girl is evil, but then, you know, but you care about these five people, and it all happens in, like, a five-minute time span, so you just, like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> then you're like, yeah, wait, I just we'll... need to assassinate people? <laughs> yeah, I will say it's a rough series to dive into... If you don't at least know, like, kind of the backstory from the series. I legit think I needed to go to Google. Like, shortly after playing the game, I think I went to Google just being like, Assassin's Creed lore. (laughs) What's happening? Yeah, you just, like, watch one of those videos on YouTube of, like, Assassin's Creed series in five minutes or whatever. I know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I watched one of those for Metal Gear Solid, and it was, like, three hours long. (laughs) Dude, I mean, anything with Kojima, man. Like, I love that man, but. Yeah. (laughs) Story-wise, it's a little out there. Yeah, it's convoluted. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> did you guys? Uh, did you guys ever heard about um, this game called Bionic Commando? I think that's what it's called. There's a one called Bionic Commando Rearmed. Apparently, like the re- it's like a platforming game where you have this like grappling hook that you can shoot out of your you know like one of your arms is a grappling hook and you can just like swing around on it, or whatever. And apparently, like the reveal at the end is that your arm is actually oh spoilers by the way your arm is actually like your like dead wife's soul (laughs) at the end of this like action game with no story in it they were just like it's your wife's soul and you're like yes it's just like what the (laughs) fuck (laughs) what is this Um, bold choice bold narrative so you know even games like that you think that there's not really key story information but there there absolutely is yeah. Is this what's wait, Gabe? Is this Assassin's Creed a, a series that you can't just jump into, or like? It's no, you can. I think you can. Or? I think it's harder than most to jump into, but you. I still think you can jump into it. Because um, I do have like some kind of like little recap stuff, uh, and especially now, the more modern games have kind of uh, divulged, or um, not divulged, like. They've kind of like gone away from the from the story that was, right? Like the original narrative they had with Assassin's Creed one through three, mm-hmm. yeah, through three, which is kind of confusing because 
There's Assassin's Creed 1. In the main original series, there's Assassin's Creed 1, then 2, then Brotherhood, mm. then Revelations, and then 3. So, yeah. But, uh, it, yeah, so it's a little more difficult than most, I would say, but it's not impossible. Okay. Because I remember playing Assassin's Creed 2. I think that's the only one I played. Maybe yeah. I might have played a 1, actually, all the way fucking back in the day. And it was just sort of like the gameplay was like fun and it was like cool and stuff. And the climbing was super cool and the free running was all super cool. And then there was this story and it was just like some strange ass shit. And I yeah. Was like, well, that was the I thing think? is like when it first like got announced, everyone's like, oh, sick. Like a medieval game where you're just like being an assassin and like killing people like super old school. That's dope, bro. And then once they started introducing all like the sci-fi shit and you're like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> like the like the. Essentially, they had like the forerunners in it too. Yeah, they have like the people yeah. that came before and like genetically <laughs> like evolutionized people and like <laughs> all these like humans. And you're just like, uh, and they have all like the devices of Eden. And you're just like, holy shit, bro! Somebody at Ubisoft was smoking something. Yeah, dude. Oh, but how do I just backstab people? That's all I want to do in this game. Well, first you have to go back to your memory. Because you're actually like <laughs> the descendant of fucking Altair or something. That's how. That's how. Does Altair ever come back? Isn't he like in one? He's in one and Revelations. Oh, he does come back. Altair was cool. Mm-hmm. When they made a new character, every time I was like, I don't know if I can follow this. Like there I haven't been this guy. that many new characters. Like for for instance, Assassin's Creed Two through Revelations was the same guy. Hmm. Um, Ezio, which is like a lot of people's favorite. Oh, but, Ezio, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But then since there's been like, yeah, three was a new character. Then Black Flag was a new character, and uh, I don't remember the order. But then like Unity and Syndicate and Origins and <laughs> Odyssey. Dude, there's been so this, many at this point. I wonder if they. This reminds me that Ubisoft is under fire currently. <laughs> oh yeah, you heard about that shit? Oh, uh, I forgot about that because I think wasn't it. Assassin's Creed Odyssey was supposed to actually only star the female character. Yeah. That's what I Um, heard. Which is a shame because, A, it's a shame that they had to, they had to do that and be like, oh no, you know, women don't sell. And it's like, oh, (laughs) fuck you, fine. But it's also a shame because I actually really like the the male character in that game you play as. I think they're both really compelling characters. But it's a shame to be like, because I didn't know that until it came out, like, like a lot of people. So I was like, oh, I like this, because uh, a lot of people were like, I don't like this new character, but I was like, oh, I actually kind of like him. He has a lot of personality. And then they find out, there's like, no, you weren't. he wasn't originally supposed to be around. He's just <laughs> like, there oh. to take the stage from this girl character. Well, like, oh, fuck. Yeah, he's just there I, to sell well, copies. You're like, ooh. I always heard, you know, that the that the female character seemed more fleshed out than the male character did. And so did you not, did you not see it that way? That might I, be, I heard a, because, yeah. but the problem is that I've never played... The female character. So what it is, is they're both, they're brother and sister. Mm-hmm. But what it is, is that whichever character you choose, um, like, stays on your island. And then the other one gets kidnapped by, like, this, like, evil cult. Mm-hmm. And then just becomes, like, super evil and misguided. Mm. So you kind of see two different personalities. Um depending on like how like who you choose essentially because if you have like the guy or the girl 
as your character, they'll be like so much more like, you know, normal and like, you know, just like a, a cool personality versus if they're in this dark cult where they're just become like macho bad person, <laughs> like a stereotypical right. bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I remember you bringing that game over and showing us and it's like a beautiful world. Oh, it's stunning. It's the visuals stunning. are amazing. But it's like, it's like just watching like the quests and like you talk to like a merchant in the city was just like, ooh. <laughs> like it just looked, it just looked super hollow, I guess. I don't know if that's actually fair, but that's just what it looked like from the outside. I mean, some aspects of it are. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft has a problem of making vast open worlds and then not filling them or really like flushing them out to like the best they could. So it does feel like there are definitely instances where like there's vast open areas of not a whole lot. And, you know, yeah, some of like the character to character interactions can be kind of bland. Yeah. And it's like, oh, here's yeah. here's vendor guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, because like his shop, it's like the classic like video game problem. I felt like I don't know if it's fair to compare it to Anthem too, but I felt the same way where it's like the shopkeeper like sits in a beautiful hut and then none of it can actually move or interact. And then they just have like a menu and you're like, yeah, then they say some shit and you're like, cool. And then it's like done. Yeah. This is also one where there's like a premium currency. So it's like, oh, you can buy this thing for like the in-game gold or you can buy this one for like the, I forget what it's called, just some like rare gem that, (laughs) you know, you can find small amounts in the world and the rest you can buy with real money. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's like this week I'm selling this thing for half off of the premium currency. And you're like, oh, man, (laughs) dude, that reminds me of immersion. Oh, God, I the monetary schemes these days are just so fucking lame. And they just have like no they, they have like no like fun to them or like even maybe transparency or honesty. Like it just feels like like I know like Valorant's got like a rotating shop for skins where it's like you can only buy these skins this week and i'm like why yeah why that's the fuck what, that's like, what call of duty does that's what like everyone does now yeah well fuck everyone then because that's some stupid ass shit like yeah, I, well, it's it, like to create like artificial demand yeah because it's like oh you better like you don't know when this will be in the store again so you better buy it right now and it's like oh fuck but like, yeah, it's the urgency factor of yeah. like, I can get it now or maybe wait, I don't know how long, six months maybe. Like, who knows? But like, what the fuck? <laughs> Just what the fuck? <laughs> I don't get it. That's so fucked up. Like, it used to be, it was like, pay $5 and get this, like, Akali skin that makes you look like a bumblebee. And I was like, okay, I can work with this. I mean, um, to be fair to to the Assassin's Creed game, that's still pretty much how it was. But there's just like some, I, I guess there was like maybe a, a few items that were only through the vendor. And I think also uh, through the vendor, like as a random selection of any of the stuff in the store would be like half off maybe. Yeah. But you can still buy things through like the Uplay yeah. store thing. Yeah. I remember I did buy this? one like cosmetic little thing for uh, Odyssey and that was just like, yeah, I just went to like. I looked through like skins on the Ubisoft store. I was like, I like that one. Bought it for like five bucks. I was like, easy, done. Easy. Dude, skins for single player games are crazy. That's just like crazy to me. Like, I mean, you know, more power to you, but it's just crazy. Cause like, I don't know. I guess I'm just so old school, but like. It made me feel cool, okay? <laughs> no, but it's especially, no, but especially in an open world game, right? Where it's like, 
they have a clear task list of all the things that they want you to do and you spend so much time doing all of those things and then the reward is not the cool skin because they locked the cool skin behind five dollars whereas in the olden days they would have said you collected all those messenger parrots now you get <laughs> this cool skin but they're like now you get an achievement which you probably don't care about and i mean mccoy you... come on tell me that doesn't look cool i think that was worth five dollars no I, I was actually gonna ask you if it was the fire shit that you that you showed yep. us i'm not saying it doesn't look cool bro if you know if you into it you into it i'm just saying you know there used to be a day where no you're right Should give this to you yeah it's funny seeing like playing old games and it's like yeah like all tied to collectibles Mm-hmm. or like achievements or whatever and you could get like cool outfits that were already in the game and nowadays it's just like you know there's there's still a, a a degree of that but now it's mostly like yeah all the like the super cool looking stuff is like gotta pay with your card buddy <laughs> yeah i know oh dude i was talking to matt the other day and he made this like bold statement like like he was just gonna say it out loud and i was like okay for sure and he was like i'm never gonna pay for a free-to-play game again <laughs> I remember him saying that. That's just like a crazy, I just like didn't expect, I mean, like, you know, okay. It's, it's, I don't know. I wouldn't go quite that far personally. Like I I don't mind paying some for free to play games because I appreciate the work they did and the servers they have and like all sorts of stuff like that. I wouldn't pay like whale amounts. I wouldn't pay like thousands of dollars. I might pay 20, you know, 30. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know? I, I wouldn't agree with him. I mean, he can do it all he wants. I don't care. Right, of course. Yeah, I'm not saying that he should buy stuff in a free-to-play game, but I still do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just depends on the game. Like, I mean, for Valorant, too, like, I don't even care. Of I probably course. won't for Valorant, but, you know, I did for... I did for Siege, League. Maybe? Okay. Well, Siege also isn't free-to-play. Oh, okay, that's true. But, yeah, I mean, if we're talking to other games, then, yeah, I've done a ton of microtransactions. But I'm of the mindset, like, I don't... I don't necessarily agree that microtransactions inherently are a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I just think they're bad when it directly involves like gameplay mechanics or like pay to win. But if it's just like cosmetic stuff, I honestly don't care. Yeah. You know, as long as it's like fairly priced or in some instances where you see stuff that's like absurdly like the fucking dragon skins in Valorant for a hundred bucks. bucks. It's like, the bruh, are you serious? Is it 100 bucks for the entire collection? Yeah, I think so. Okay, but Jesus. But by the so way, like... if you thought that was fucked up, sorry for interrupting. If you thought that was fucked up, it's a hundred dollars. I should come from that, but I don't care. Fuck it. You guys that are listening have internet too. Um, but it's like a hundred dollars for the skins. But it's but then they the, each skin has like levels of it. Like when it, it charges up, like it powers up, and each level you have to pay this other <laughs> currency that you have to pay for. <laughs> to get so you pay a hundred dollars for the privilege to pay oh more God. money to make them actually look the way you want oh, yeah, it's no, stuff like that is like ridiculous. ridiculous yeah so like just minor things like cosmetic stuff i don't mind i've spent a lot of uh small small payments for mm-hmm. cosmetic stuff in like siege assassin's creed uh call of duty you golf know, with your friends golf with your friends <laughs> true <laughs> no, true no i didn't do any in that game um you know, even like World of Warcraft, but it's all for just stuff that isn't like paid away. And like even even like, you know, I know a lot of people bring it back on the hype train for uh, Battlefront 2. Yeah. But that has like a pay to win mechanic and just even the mechanic of like the cards and shit that directly affect gameplay. 
Yeah. I just, I don't agree with that at all. So I can't play it. I'm like, no, I hate it. And wasn't that the main source of the backlash back in the day for Battlefront when it first came out? It was mm-hmm. just how pay to win it was. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was disgusting. But even now when everyone's like, it's not that bad, you guys. I'm like, it's still though, like it's it's things you equip that directly alter your game performance, like damage and like health and shields and thruster, all that stuff. Yeah. So it's the kind of stuff where it's like, no, man. But like cosmetics, I'm all for it. You know, somebody buying something because they think it looks cool. I'm I'm not one to judge because I do the exact same thing. Yeah. Right. That's why, like, when last year for Worlds League introduced their Louis Vuitton skins <laughs> that no. they were doing. Okay. <laughs> um, I actually don't know how expensive they are. Like, they're they're obviously not like Louis Vuitton prices for this game but they're they're like uh, i think they're like the highest price skins that they have though in the game and i don't know a lot of people were just like why is louis vuitton like partnering with league in the first place which by the way louis vuitton also came out with its own like line of league related items i think you could get like a luggage tag that has like senna on it for like twelve hundred dollars or something crazy like that Dude, that is ridiculous but I don't know, like, I, I people always wonder why, but I mean, I do think people care about cosmetic stuff, and if they're willing to pay for cosmetic stuff, that's cool. And I mean, like you guys have, I've, I have spent money for aesthetic-looking things. Like, I've purchased a lot of, not a lot, but a reasonable amount of skins in League. Sure. Um, but dude, I yeah. feel like skins were like back, I don't know if they're different now, but they were those were back when it was like an honest handshake of like, I'm gonna tell you this is five dollars, you're gonna spend five dollars, we're gonna call it a day. And they were much cheaper back then. Like the most expensive skin was like thirty bucks or something. Whereas like now it's like you can buy this skin, but you only have the right to buy this skin on a one Thursday a year, and then you have to actually get a loot drop in the game, in the world in order to have the privilege to buy. And it's just like become such a train wreck of these game systems. Like, dude, when they were like, yeah, like I said, here's $10 for this Akali skin. That is like such a reasonable exchange. Like, okay, I can like shake their hand. All right, I accept this. That's a fair trade deal. But now, dude, it's just like some crazy shit. Like, I'm actually curious. Yeah, I hope they, I haven't actually played League in a while, so I don't know what their skin economy is like these days. We, I, I hope it's still the same, though. We Jeez. should check, bro, for, for fucking science. Like, I'm actually curious now, um, looking at what Like, I know is. there's such thing as, like, chromas and everything, so it's like, oh, you want this skin, but do you want it in pink? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Pay extra money. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, my God. But actually, I'm curious, though, like, like, so, like, you've bought some skins in your day, but have you bought cosmetics recently? Like, I don't know, past couple years? No. No. Well, for one thing, I don't play a lot of games where that's even an option. Mm-hmm. Um, but even so, like, I, I have no, no wish to purchase any gun skins in Valorant mm-hmm. at all, because I'm just like, I don't know. First of all, I think half of the skins in Valen are like ugly as fuck anyway. Oof, so true. Um, <laughs> but even so, it's just like, I don't know. Like a nice looking gun. So like what? I can not pay attention to the game and look at my gun instead. Like yeah. there's not enough downtime in Valorant for me to like appreciate the beauty of the gun. 
yeah yeah <laughs> but... especially because they're so distracting dude it's crazy so what i'm in the case so i bought the battle pass i never buy battle passes but i bought the battle pass for ten dollars because i was like oh i hate all of these skins except for one at the very end like i think the knife is kind of cool i'm like okay cool like i want to support this game a little you know i appreciate the servers they have like double the server fps of of counter-strikes matchmaking and so it feels a lot better to play and i was like i appreciate that that's probably not cheap i know that valve has repeatedly said that that was something that was too expensive for them despite the fact that this game was just cashing them millions fucking monthly <laughs> but whatever um and so like the battle pass though is so weird because it's like you buy it and then i was like well how much does it take to complete it because i don't really want to do a battle pass like this doesn't seem fun to me like i don't want to care about this i want to focus on the game kind of like in a similar different way and so I bought it for $10 and it's a similar different way. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Reasonable. Um, and it, it's like cost like $90 to complete at the start. So you could like, Jeez. and I was like, what? So then I was like, okay, I guess I'm just going to sit on this for two months. And I've been sitting on it for two months, completely regretting my purchase, realizing that I will never trust them again to be respectful to me. And then now I'm almost done, but I'm like, wait, I paid $10, played a bunch of Valorant for fun and waited two months and now i guess i have to pay another 15 dollars, and now i can have my skin like you could fuck yourself what is this model <laughs> i had to wait two months that didn't that's not artificial like anything that's just disrespect <laughs> what the hell <laughs> like so yeah so now i'm sitting there and it's and of course by the way i have 1200 points left on my battle pass uh in terms of if i were to pay for it that so that's approximately 12 dollars but you can't pay $12. You can only pay in increments of $5. Except before I actually had 1500 and you can't pay in increments of 500, you can pay in increments of 475. So you could pay $10, then you could pay $5, but you still would be like 5 points shy of just $15. So it's like this fucking so like it forces you into that higher tier Jesus Christ. Yeah, so you have to spend $20. So I'm sitting there like, okay. Um I don't think i want to spend 20 dollars and just have like the rest of this like garbage currency just like sitting in my fucking bank on my account so i'm like i guess i'll wait or whatever but just like all of these systems are just coming together into like i guess just a giant middle finger that's <laughs> the way it feels dude i just don't trust like any marketing these days because of that mm -hmm. it's it's so similar with like everything else it's like oh free shipping over 50 dollars, and you're like fuck yeah except you can only buy two items that are both worth $49. <laughs> so it's like, oh. It's true. Yeah, I love the ones that are like, oh, this thing is like on sale for like an insane amount of money off. And you're like, oh, sick. And they're like, yeah. But you got to pay shipping and handling, which is 50 bucks. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, it's actually, we've actually gotten to a part, like a, a, a level of the internet, like maturity that like when someone asks you to pay for shipping, it's like they need to like apologize directly after. Like, <laughs> it's like, bro, I can get this in two days from Amazon for free. And they're like, I'm so sorry. I just, I'm just a guy and a website. I, you know, I don't have anything. I'm not How Amazon. dare you not be Amazon? I know. Yeah. It's just, it's just, oh. Yeah, all those practices, though, are so fucking, like, I get it. I get it. They make money. But, like, do you gain the sort of intangible, which is, like, respect, if there's like a mutual respect with people that I exchange my money with. Do you know what I'm saying? Like companies. It's like, I like what you're doing here. Like I support you with my dollar, that kind of concept. And it's like, 
I don't know, man. I just feel like under attack from a respect standpoint, like everywhere, like all the time. It's like everyone's That's business That's what model. I do with companies that have a subscription service. Hmm. If they make it easy to cancel, they have my respect because hmm. I'm like, you know what? You made it easy to cancel. I may be back. Maybe I won't, but I may be back. And then it's the other ones that are like, you must call and speak to a representative in order to cancel where you're going to be peer pressured for 20 minutes to like downgrade your subscription and they won't allow you to cancel like unless you hear them out on their spiel. And I'm just like, I've lost all respect. Yeah, You didn't give me an online option. <laughs> like, like this is easy. Like I get that your numbers say otherwise, like you can get more money from us, but like they're just ignoring the human intention of wanting to cancel. How can you just ignore that? Like as a company, like this person wants to cancel. Like how come? Well, okay. Like have you seen that picture on Reddit where the where the guy's like, I figured out how to get out of my Comcast bill. And what he wrote is, I'm going to prison. I'm not going to need it. And they were like, oh, we'll cancel that for you. And he's like, nice. <laughs> like that's All the right. solution. All right. I'll add that to my like list of reasons then. Hmm? Dude, I totally agree, though. All those companies that, like, don't let you cancel easy, easy, it's crazy. Or, like, even the ones that are like, hey, man, free trial, but you got to sign up for the reoccurring thing. And I'm like, that's lame as fuck. You suck. Like, I get it. You're going to get one month out of me. I mean, at this point, I set, like, alarms, like, literally on right. my phone to, like, stop. But I'm like, you're just creating work for me and you're a fucking jackass. Like, just why? <laughs> why? Like, I get that, like, some motherfucker out there, like, he got his mom's credit card or some shit when he was 10 and they've been buying Xbox Live ever since or something. And, like, you made just ungodly amounts of money from them and you're just so happy about that. But, like, just <sighs> it's like think about who that person could be. Like, that could be, like, a single mom, like, just, like, that doesn't, like, have a ton of money and you're just, like, siphoning from them, like, just forever. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. They don't care. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, companies, man. Wait, so actually, Gabe, I did want to ask you about this because I heard a little rumbling about Call of Duty and, like, what they've been up to recently. Like, they've been doing shit with their game. I've, at the second Valorant dropped, I just uninstalled every other game on my entire computer, and I think I've been better off that way. But you've been still on the Call of Duty train. <laughs> 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 like, what? what's it like? Like, what's it like to be still playing? Like, I heard they were, like, hinting stuff and doing weird shit. Oh yeah, it's still a lot of fun. Um, played a ton with the boys, but yeah, they're dropping like man. Infinity Ward stepped up their their like guerrilla marketing game. Okay. Holy shit, dude! Really? Um, yeah, like the teasers they're doing for like next season of content and for Warzone is off the charts. Like what do you like, mean? Like a YouTube like video that's awesome? Uh, or... Yeah, so like just like trailers that are like prove more or show more in depth to like the like the story that's emerging for uh, for modern warfare and then like they sent a bunch of like high profile streamers like these mysterious boxes that had giant uh rook pieces like from chess hmm. and like a, a letter that was typed out from like a fictional like a uh, private um military character in the game um like addressing each of these streamers like like jack frags is one of them um there's a couple others but i don't remember their names but basically just like a letter that like ties out like what's going on like you know hinting at things to come in verdansk and all that and then 
at the bottom of these rooks was a like a little hatch you could like pop open and it had a a USB drive in it. And when you plugged it into your computer, it was just like a a short little video file. And uh they were all different ones and it showed like one of them showed footage from a train in Verdansk and a helicopter flies by. The other one shows the inside of the stadium and then a, an explosion rips through. And the last one shows like like a helicopter landing and like people getting on or getting out, I can't remember, but something to that degree. And so the the big hint is that um the or the big speculation I should say is that the stadium's gonna get blown open and there's gonna be a loot train that drives around uh the map. A loot train? A loot train. Holy fuck. And they're also, I think the other uh, rumor is that they're going to, for season five, they're going to bring back a soap from the original series. Hmm. So they're like, they're like mad hint. They're doing the same shit that like Fortnite was doing where like Fortnite just starts evolving the oh, yeah. battlefield. But they're basically. also like doing the thing of like just heavily like referencing the original Modern Warfare series and just playing into people's nostalgia. Mm-hmm. It's genius, dude. It's fucking genius. Oh, really? <laughs> That's awesome. And then maybe they'll blow up the stadium, I guess, right? If with that yeah. fucking image. Yeah. So were the were were like the clips that you mentioned, like of you know, like were those all different people's rook pieces? Like, so did they have to collaborate to piece together like everything? Yeah. Or like, okay. Yeah, like I watched the Jack Frags video where he showed clips from uh, two other high profile streamers. And he included their clips in his video so he could watch, like, the three clips, um, like, in sequence. So it kind of, like, plays out like a little story there. Um, Because they also had, like, timestamps because it was, like, security footage. Um, Oh, right. So then you have to, like, match it up that way. That's, that's, like, I've noticed, like, a lot of, I always call it, like, PR packaging. But, like, for games, like, a lot of them lately have become more collaborative Mm -hmm. in a way. Like... I forget what game it was, but there was like a particular game that came out where it's PR package. Like you had to seek out and find like two other uh two other uh streamer personalities who had like the same like number as you and then to all three of you had to collaborate to uh like solve this puzzle. There's like a locked box or something. Mm-hmm. And in order to unlock it, you had to get in contact with like two other streamers so like for a while there because i do follow a lot of streamers on twitter and such like there was just for a while where everyone's like does anybody have this number blah 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 and you just see all these streamers just like collaborating with each other being like oh yeah that's me or like oh i think so and so has that number and i don't know it was it was cool that's cool but it does really evoke to me like someone was like bro do you guys miss group projects (laughs) (laughs) it's like no i don't fucking miss group projects dude like i think that's hilarious I'm, i hope everyone's having fun with it but it just it's hilarious to me to think like if you get into streaming that's like such a solo fucking mentality and then you're like collaborate with other streamers and you're like fuck that yeah but mccoy is <laughs> fun when it's video games yeah i guess so dude exactly i'd be the worst fucking dude like they'd like send me something and i'd just be like i'm not publicizing my number and um i'm just waiting for everyone else in fact i'll just send it back like i don't want i don't want this but i think the incentive i think the incentive for this was like inside the lockbox was the game 
or something like that. So like everybody was hungry to like unlock their boxes. Mm. So like everyone was very willing to reach out and such. God, what if the game sucked, man? That'd be such a letdown. You're like, God, this was such a cool like entry into this game, and then never mind, it's just mediocre. But yeah, they've been doing weird shit. Like it turns out, so like I, I listen to a lot of podcasts of like uh, video game reviewers, and apparently like back in the day, they would do all sorts of crazy shit. You know, they'd fly all the reviewers out to like a gun range for like a Call of Duty or something, or they'd take them in a helicopter ride. Um, and they would just do like crazy shit to basically try to like just daze them basically and just make them be like, wow, this is the greatest game ever. Um, and I remember them talking about it and just being like, yeah, it was fun and all, but I really think it was a terrible environment to see the game in. And I like really didn't feel well equipped to write that review because I couldn't hear anything because we were in like a fucking warehouse with like 40 <laughs> computers like lined up next to each other. And like there's like a fucking helicopter in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's trying to like blow away the like the reviewers mm-hmm. and like get to get like the the media people hyped who will then hype up the audience yeah oh my god has anyone seen this fucking video on youtube that youtube's algorithm just will not stop recommending to me and it's this video of like it's a uh, it's this like lady on the thumbnail and it says like xign employee like tells the real story about 10 out of 10 reviews and i just like is I'm it so curious. Sorry, who? Alana. Alana I Pierce. I Australian. I don't I don't know. Does she have like whitish hair? I don't really remember. I just didn't click on the video You're because useless. I was kind of offended. It was like <laughs> I don't know. I get I get really like weird about videos that are really popular and kind of clickbaity, even though it sounds really fucking interesting. I'm just like Fair enough. Because I've been watching I a lot know. of uh, Alana's content because she's from Australia, moved here to work with IGN for a bit i think i also worked with ign in australia i can't remember mm. but now she works at funhouse mm, um, cool but yeah she's she's talked a lot about like you know how ign would operate and she does um because she's with rooster teeth now she is friends with troy baker mm. and they do the podcast um oh what's it called it's really interesting, but it's like her, Troy Baker, and then two guys who I can't remember their names, but they work in the video games industry. I, I told you about this, McCoy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they just like talk about different games and like review them as they're kind of as they're playing them. But they did. Uh, they talked about Last of Us One and Last of Us Two, and I listened to those episodes. Hmm. Um, and they were really cool, especially to you know have, you know, someone who was like there, part of the game, yeah. Troy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. But yeah, this is really cool. Um, and she, you know, she had access to like early, uh, early versions of the game. So she like, you know, played Last of Us 2 before everyone got to. And like even she's played Cyberpunk. Um, mm-hmm. But it's cool listening to her talk. She actually has like integrity. And <laughs> she talks about like, okay. you know, you know, things that maybe other, other uh, reviewers or, or streamers or whoever would just kind of like toss them the rug, like any like negative aspects or, sure. you know, maybe maybe a company would pay them to just say good things. Like, for instance, for The Last of Us 2 things, you know, she said that she really enjoyed. Uh, okay, no spoilers. No, no, <laughs> so, no spoilers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but she said she enjoyed, you know, the gameplay more than the first one. Said she you know, wasn't one to agree with how the direction of the story was going. Um, so she said she didn't like that aspect and she didn't like 
the embargo that Sony had for like the entire second half of the game. It was like, you can talk about the first half all you want, but you can't touch on like anything in the second half. So like, no matter, you know, what game it is or like who you are, that's kind of like, you know, it's kind of weird, right? You're only like reviewing half of the product. Yeah, that's, it turns out there's a lot of like weird behind the scenes requests from publishers and it's kind of like an honor system. Like I sent you the mm. game early. So if you want to, okay, things are falling off my desk. Nice. Um, if you want to like basically keep this relationship with us, then you have to like follow this stuff. Like there's weird stuff. Like I was just here. Exactly. About, uh, oh. It's kind of like the stuff. I'm just, I'm just saying that's kind of the stuff that she called yeah. out. Hmm. I mean, like, you know, not, not saying that she's like, I mean, I think she kind of said that she like disagrees with it, but not like she's not, you know, like, hundred percent against it. Um, and it's not like actively fighting it, but it is kind of like, you know, something to be aware of for all, you know, game reviewers out there or games journalists or whoever. Yeah. And there's, you know, these are kind of like be... the backdoor deals that happen that the general public might not know about. But there's like both sides of it too, because on the same side, like you can definitely understand why they would say if you're going to re release reviews of this game early, don't fucking spoil it, would you? Like, you know, there's definitely like well, that yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's not like you know they're going to come out and just spoil all of the story points, <laughs> but it is just like these kind of like interesting things where it's like you can't talk about anything in the second half. And it's like, but that you know that's that's important stuff for you know the the buyers to know about it to to an extent. You know, not like spoilers, but, you know, like maybe how the story goes, generally speaking, or gameplay mechanics or something. You know, like how disappointed people would be if like the first half of the game is great and the second half is just complete garbage and like, cool, spent 60 bucks for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the second half of the game is just you waiting for a Valorant shop to actually in real time <laughs> have the skins that you want. <laughs> Yeah, there's like, but, but the, you know, there's, that's actually like, there's a really interesting conversation to be had about like, because there's been a lot of cases and stories or, you know, I guess allegedly, right, that where a reviewer will get a game early, say their opinion, which they don't love the game for whatever reason, and then like ask for the next game early from the people and they will be like, you can fuck yourself. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're getting the shit on release. Um, and so then that kind of creates pressure to like be more positive. And so there's all sorts of weird murkiness to that, it would seem, um, which is why we play games that have been out for 10 years. <laughs> exactly. Ain't nobody paying us shit. Um, it's perfect. Well, cool. Very cool. Um, so you've been playing some games, right? I've heard that's mm -hmm. on the grapevine. What, what, are you, what have you been up to? I've been playing, I've, I've actually been playing a variety of different games. Um, one is I've actually went ahead and started playing Ori and Will of the Wisps cool. uh, shortly after finishing The Blind Forest. And James wasn't kidding. Like, it's not exactly a complete departure from the first game, but it's much different oh. um, than the first one. Just in terms of uh, there's a lot more characters now that you interact with. There's like a whole ecosystem and society that you interact with. So you have a merchant hmm. who sells you like attack power ups. Um, you have another merchant that sells you map shards to reveal more of the world. And then you also have a merchant that will uh, 
help level up your uh, abilities and such. So it's been interesting so far. I've been playing for about six hours and judging by the percentage, I'm only 20% of the way through the game right now. And I already have obtained all of the all of the special moves that you get at the end of the first game. So I'm mm. curious what more they're going to add. I mean, already I like where they're going with a lot of um, like the newer mechanics that they introduce. Um, like in particular, there's this thing called a grapple that you do so you jump and ori shoots out like a little lasso that like hooks onto a plant these certain these certain blue plants that are around the around around the world and uh ori will latch onto them and like it's kind of like a magnetic like draw you to it thing Mm. um so it's just another way to easily navigate throughout the world and whatnot but i'm enjoying it so far it's still beautiful music is still great Mm. um and it's still like that perfect kind of challenge, challenging platformer, but it's also accessible. Um, actually, and also notably, they have actual boss fights in this game now hmm. of uh, like large health bar. You need to chunk down this person while dodging all of its predictable attacks, I suppose. Is the attacking different or is it still like mash square or whatever and then just like shoot the homing missiles or what? Um, so you no longer have Sen, the light that mm. give that does the homing missiles. Instead, you're provided with a light, L-I-G-H-T, a light sword. Whoa. Um, so you have to do a little bit more aiming in this game. It's not really an automatic lock on anymore like you do have to actually like aim at the direction of where the enemy is in to actually hit them with the sword but yeah it's interesting so far really liking it i'm kind of liking how they're playing on some of its old mechanics but also like i don't know creating new ones at the same time i'm sure james and i will probably do a side quest episode at some point talking about it because uh it's, it's been really enjoyable so far hmm, that's awesome and it's really crazy to hear that like you've essentially like doubled up on platformers now i mean that's like essentially an unheard of concept as of six months ago i would say but yeah i mean it also helps that i just really like ori mm-hmm. uh, and i like what moon studios did with the first game so i was just curious to see how they did with the second second game as well um, side quest upcoming. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, side quest upcoming. And then I've also been playing Dark Souls this past week. Oh, true. Week. <laughs> true. We can talk about that here. I mean, I saw you on yeah, Steam I guess and I, I was shocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, McCoy and I are doing a Dark Souls, a McCoy Teach Zoe Dark Souls uh, segment. Just to clarify, it's like McCoy teaches Zoe like sort of, but then like she eventually is just like, stop. (laughs) And then I stop because, you know, that's just what respectful people do. (laughs) Yeah. Instead, like McCoy is the ultimate hype man instead. It's like I hit a sword attack and McCoy goes, oh, my God. (laughs) No, no. To be fair, you did did randomly hit like a parry just that was just so clean. It just melted my fucking mind because I just you hadn't used the parry at all. Up until that point, it was hours in, and then you were just like, eh, fuck it, and you pressed this button. I thought it was like a misclick or something, but it was so clean. 
And he just parried this dude. It was just like, what? So I think I might have screamed or something. I mean, honestly, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Use the halberd. No. No, we're not allowed. No oh, halberd. I, I can't wait until I run into the halberd. No, no halberd. Halberd's bullshit. <laughs> Fucking bullshit, man. Ugh, no. No. I no. can't wait until I run into it in the game, and then I'm just like, wow, Dark Souls is easy. <laughs> McCoy just dies inside. Squidge is mad he never used a halberd. No, no. I had <laughs> self-respect, Gabe. I had self-respect. <laughs> I use swords like a fucking real, uh, I don't know, knight or something. Like the true you white know? knight you are. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. But yeah, that's been cool. That's been cool for sure. Yeah, it's been cool. It's been fun to do. Um, departure from the first game and that Ori, in Ori in the Blind Forest, uh, you attack with the square button. <laughs> mm. And then in uh, Dark Souls, the square button is use a health slash Estus flask. Mm. So I've been doing a lot of disrespect in Dark Souls where I just <laughs> march up to a dude and then just drink an Estus flask right in his face <laughs> before I just die. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is actually true. And, you know, like, and, and oh my God, the worst part is actually you started with... Um, divine blessings as your gift which is like three uh full health kind of estus flask like things but they're a limited quantity and when you use them they're gone and i swear the first two of them you just used just mad disrespect in someone's face while full health just like trying to attack <laughs> <laughs> so that was unfortunate. yeah yeah i can get behind that action yeah, that's, that's the kind of thing i would do in like uh in bloodborne where i'd throw pebbles at the bosses. Yep. yep. Oh, the disrespect <laughs> pebble is so fucking real in Dark Souls. Or sorry, Bloodborne. Oh god. Fuck. Bloodborne's by the same people as yep. Dark Souls, right? Yeah. Except that it's okay. PlayStation exclusive. That's like the one weird difference. So like, and, and definitely the this the series started on PlayStation and is mostly on PlayStation. But like that one game in particular stays for some reason, and I just feel like all the the fan base just cries at the concept because they just want to see it on pc oh my god i would love to play the game on pc i know me too dude that game was awesome um it might be my favorite so far even though i haven't beat like any of them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what is beating a dark souls game really but yeah um true <laughs> yeah that's been cool that's been cool so this you've had a lot of gameplay games this week that's kind of crazy yeah, actually, I was looking at the games that I've actually played, and there's been zero narrative-driven games that I've really played. What the fuck? It's all been like, <laughs> I know, it's crazy, right? I don't know who I am anymore. Quarantine has changed me. Oh my God. <laughs> there's no good stories anymore. You've heard them all. They're all just referencing, you know, there's always a lighthouse or some shit, and now you're done, right? <laughs> well, so I'll, I guess like on the more somewhat narrative path, not too much, but I guess more narrative path, um... Brandon is playing through the Far Cry series. He's played through five, mm. and now he's digressing by playing three. To uh, it, It's really funny to watch him play it, though, just because there's some elements of the game where he's just like, I miss this from five. I really miss this from five. And I don't know, like three was three came out in what, 2012. So there's like just your typical open world, 2012 open world gaming jank where it's like reveal the map and the map is being revealed in like squares like two by two squares as you traverse throughout the world mm -hmm. um, that's funny because i really don't think that they've changed that much 
I'm sure there's some small quality of life improvements, but. I was going to say, it'll be interesting. Like, I actually want to get him, like, talking about Far Cry to, like, hear what his complaints are. Because just every so often I'll hear, like, I'll just, I'll, I'll hear some things happening <laughs> on the screen. Smashed. And then suddenly I'll, yeah, I hear a controller smashing. <laughs> out. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> just like you're like, so is he playing Far Cry over there? And they're just, fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I missed this from five. All I know right now is that he's killing a lot of dogs. Because yep. <laughs> just every once in a while, I'll just hear all these yelps. And then Brett, my dog, comes upstairs and like cowers under my desk. Oh, big sad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's okay, girl. He doesn't mean it. He doesn't mean it. Has he done the mission yet where you burn down the uh, the weed field with a flamethrower? Like the classic, bro. The classic. I don't I don't think he has oh, yet. Oh, man. <laughs> Man, that'll be exciting. But yeah, so he's he's playing through that. Uh, I guess we're we're trying to do it in preparation for. I say in preparation for, but truth be told, we don't know when six comes out. Mm. But mm. we'll see. That trailer for six was truly something else. I think it? it's coming out in February. Mm. I think. Okay, so if we space it out, yeah, maybe we could do that. Man, I love the Far Cry games. Oh yeah, I'm so glad yeah. you guys are doing that. No, it's great. My my sister's also playing five right now. And <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> right now her favorite mechanic in the game is how you can like shoot down some of your like not allies, but like people that you're with. You can like kind of shoot them down and then like revive them, but you can also like shoot them down again. So I guess there's this <laughs> like one really I haven't played I haven't played all the way through five, but I guess she has this like one really annoying dude that she has to like escort through a certain area. But he's like super annoying. So just occasionally she'll be walking with him. Then she'll just like shoot him down <laughs> and then like revive him. And then it'll just say some shit. So then she turns around and shoot him down. <laughs> then she revives him. Dude, your sister. So like, I don't want to be like a psychologist, <laughs> but she has like this element to her from the way she describes her gameplay of like when she doesn't care about a character, you know what I mean? Like we were talking about the, in the last podcast <laughs> where ruthless. she was like, yeah, these are lists of like pros and cons for each character. And some of these characters, I just don't feel anything. And it's like, you could just like see her, like, like you could just feel her like hair on the trigger. Like if I could shoot this character, I would. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, okay. All right. Hell yeah. Reasonable. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's hilarious in that way. I mean, she like, she's also like loves to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey and she's like ruthless to some of the villagers where she's like, yeah, I don't like your tone. She just murders them. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. True player choice. Yeah, Renegade, perhaps. <laughs> you know, bit of Renegade coming in. Oh there. man, it really makes me want to ha- see her play through the Mass Effect series. See what she would do. She'd pull the right trigger a lot. That's the sense that I get. <laughs> the Renegade, oh, yeah, <laughs> Renegade for life, baby. Yeah, just kick some people out of buildings and shit like that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, this is just the the once weekly check in on Stardew Valley. Have you returned to it this week or no? I actually haven't played Stardew Valley in a very long time, wow. to be honest. Wow. I don't know. It's kind of like I've kind of reached in like a stagnant point in the game. However, I do know Concerned Ape is he's coming out with a large update soon with like a lot of like end game stuff and a lot of end game content as well as like some new items. <laughs> so probably as soon as he comes out with that, I'll be playing a lot more Stardew. It will always be there for you. 
Exactly. It'll always be there. My horse will always be there. Mm-hmm. I'll have to load in, remember who my husband is, <laughs> promptly divorce him, <laughs> and marry someone else. Yeah, you're like, what, what, what do I have in my house that I could use as a gift? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was like I saw some some fucking dumb post online, but it was something along the lines of like Animal Crossing. It's like you pick a flower and they're like, you are the greatest flower picker of all time. We're so proud of you. And then it's like it started Valley. It's like you spend like six months growing a single carrot, which costs like twelve thousand dollars. And then you give it to someone and they're like, I don't even like this, but I will take it from you. Exactly. Oh, it's so true. It's like I spent so long growing that parsnip. How dare you? Um, The funny thing is, though, like if I go on Steam, there's like a my family is like a tale of two stories where it's like I go to Stardew Valley and, you know, on the new Steam overlay, how it shows you like which friends have played recently and for how long. Mm -hmm. And so it's like my sister's username, like she's played Stardew Valley recently for 56 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then it's like you scroll a little bit down. My mother, mm-hmm. who's played Stardew Valley for the past 54 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like there's two different types of people who play Stardew. Those who only play 56 minutes and those who play 56 hours. Exactly. God, there is can no your sister kill people in Stardew Valley or no? <laughs> what did you I say? Said, can your sister kill people in Stardew Valley or no? <laughs> I believe she just likes to gift them like crappy things. I think she gives a lot of people coal. That's awesome. I hate you. (laughs) Okay. Also, you can hit people with the slingshot. You can't kill them, but you can hit them. (laughs) Oh, hey, why is that? You're like, I hate you. You just leave. (laughs) Nice. You're lucky I can't kill you in this world. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm just going to go back to Watership, but I'm not going to be happy about it. Um, Cool. Cool. Um, so I've been playing. What have you been up to? I've been playing a couple of games. I mean, obviously, I've been playing Valorant. I think that's like goes without saying. I do think we should maybe do like another Valorant side quest or something, just because I feel like a lot of people now have played it. Like that was back in the beta where it was just like me and James, but I feel like more people have played it. Um, yeah, like I've been trying other characters. I basically played Brimstone for like two months straight, and I still do love Brimstone because he's both like a, a, a more like I don't know if he's called technically a controller or whatever but he's like a map control type of person he has smokes and they're really easy to deploy like everything about him is like what I tried to do in Counter-Strike but way easier like the molly is way easier uh the smokes are way way easier um and his ultimate is like you don't have to get pixel perfect like measure two pixels above this one corner of this one building and you have to jump and throw but you can't throw too early after the jump you have to wait till you get to the apex of your jump yeah yes and then only sometimes does the smoke work yeah so basically (laughs) yes and i did that a lot in counter strike and actually i've actually spent um our friend Raphael and i have spent a lot of time now learning like fucking pixel perfect lineups for certain characters because like sova has that for instance and brimstone's molly has it for post plant scenarios so there definitely is like if you want there's a little bit of that but his smokes at least thankfully are just very basic you just sort of like click or whatever and so he's like so easy that it helps you focus on shooting people and that sounds so simple, but it's really easy to get lost in the abilities in that game. And like you have your abilities out all the time and you're like trying to make the perfect like play. But like sometimes the perfect play is like your abilities were done five minutes ago and you're just like shooting people. 
and focusing on that. So that's what I love Brimstone for. But I've been trying uh, Omen, who I like hate Omen's aesthetic and I hate the way that originally people used to play Omen, like back in the beta and even early uh, days of Valorant. You hate his aesthetic because he like looks like the Phantom Fireworks mascot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, he's too edgy for me, man. Like I, I, <laughs> I like Brimstone because he's just an old person. He's like, I'm an old dog. We'll see what, you know, tricks I know. You know, like, that's like fucking brimstone, right? And that's like how I want to be. But then Omen's like, I fucking steal your souls. Like, just like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you don't steal shit. Um, and like, he was just played exclusively by like edgy people that like wanted to like go alone to the other side of the map and do nothing and die. And so I just like stayed so far away from him for so long because I just thought like his playstyle was super trash. But actually... What has uh, evolved out of that is a, um, and specifically from pro play and high level streamers and players and stuff, is a really uh, defensive, um, almost brimstone esque, like play style with Omen, where his smokes are incredibly long range. You can basically be on one site and help the uh, smoke off the entryway to the other site in about a couple of seconds. It's like truly impressive. So you can literally be playing the map control game where you're looking at the entire map at once and trying to play both positions. And I, I personally love that because that's just something I kind of do naturally. Like I've worked on looking at the map in totality. So that's really cool. Um, and then instead of like jumping behind them with your ultimate uh, or like, you know, backstabbing or whatever, you can actually use your ult, which is where you teleport across the map and like basically can be anywhere. And it used to be just like, I'm behind you. And then like they are expecting this now and you just die for free and then your whole team is like why did you just suicide for no reason um but instead of doing that you can actually like alt in the middle of a group of people and look around and see and count them and then cancel your alt which is something recently that they added you can cancel it so you can use it for intel so my ultimate goes from like edgy backstab like i'm gonna get a 5k or i'm gonna lose the game for my team to like a, a smart reasonable intel play I think is so it's more it's more of like a phoenix ultimate then in a way yeah except that you don't actually have to like move yeah it's it's kind of like phoenix's ultimate but you don't have the upside of being able to like kill everybody but you don't have the downside of having to be so close because you can check any point on the map for free like i can check all the way across the map in b main if i'm on a just like right now and just see if we need to and so that's like pretty cool so then it smokes i can also help smoke be main from here like all the way across the map that's cool um then he has a flash like a flash is just a powerful thing and it's something i'm used to from counter-strike so i just know how to time it um and then he can jump positions so you can just he can navigate around the world in a in a way that's a little bit hard for your people uh, your enemies to see if they're far away like you shoot them from one side of the corridor and then you teleport to the other side and so you don't have to be like I teleported behind you and I made that Reddit play. It can just be like I teleported to safety or like I teleported basically right into danger, but you didn't know sort of thing. So then it turns out his entire kit can be played defensively, thoughtfully, carefully, slowly. Um, and actually that is awesome. So I've been enjoying that. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think you mentioned you've been playing Ghosts of Tsushima. Mm -hmm. I have. How have you been liking that? Um, it is really interesting and weird. It's like, honestly, like an open world game. Like I haven't seen people make open world games. Like I feel like they've been like slowing down on that or used to be like the trend. You know, those games where it's like, yeah, this giant map and then you have like all these things you can do. And then like at this point they've gotten, at least in this game, to like 
there are silver quests you can do and they give you small rewards and they'll tell you what they are. And there are gold quests you can do and they give you large rewards. And then there's platinum quests you can do and they give you giant rewards, you know, and it's like all this shit and they like to explain all this to you. Um, and that's all, you know, like it's not my style of game, but it's like definitely like the best game to like listen to a podcast or something. You know, I don't watch TV on the side, but if you were into that sort of thing, like, and you wanted to collect some things and, and get a little stronger or whatever, like go explore like this is definitely one of those games um but the aesthetic is actually really cool it's like a japanese cinema aesthetic and they like kind of all of the missions are like little vignettes and they like start with this like beautiful calligraphy title that has like a kind of like you know small sentence like to describe it like you know like enemy at the docks or something and it's like this beautiful like they always have beautiful composition if you look at any images or of this game it's beautiful. There's like rose petals or whatever, just like flying through the air. I mean, I'm sure it's something, it's like a, I don't know if it's a rose, but some, some Japanese tree that I don't understand, but it's beautiful. The colors are just out of control. And so they always like pay a lot of attention to make sure they like frame everything really nicely. And, uh, there's been some really cool missions that I felt like were really cool set pieces. Like I, that I would like to like show people, I was like, Oh, people should see this. Like, I don't know if they should see the whole game, but like, this is pretty cool. Um, and they just have some interesting ideas too. Like you're, they're, they're very like spiritual where they're talking about how like your family, like, or I think it's like literally specifically your father, but like guides you through the wind. And so if you, if, if you point on the map, like, Hey, I want to go to the, this fucking silver quest. Cause I want to complete it or whatever. Then what happens is this gust of wind just takes all the leaves and all the trees and all the grass and points you in that way. And it's beautiful. Hmm. So there's no like arrow it's literally the wind at your back just like sending you like towards the area, which is super fucking cool. And there's all these leaves like flying around and you can see where they fly. Um, so that's cool. And then they have like- So what's yeah, the right. what's the gameplay like? Is it like, I think I'm just getting it kind of mixed up with Sekiro or something mm. where I see it in that sort of light where it's just mainly combat, but like what it, what is actually the play style? Of that game. it's actually like similar to sekiro uh but like it's so it actually has like a couple of different branches or trees is the way they describe it um different combat styles and actually it's like kind of intertwined with the story too like you were a samurai and you lost this war basically and samurais have all these like basically like tenants like, like they have honor and stuff like that like you're there's like cuts flashbacks to your uncle who says you never attack a person from behind like you attack because that's like the world we want to create is where like people fight face to face in in honor and so there's like that style of gameplay which is like the samurai styles the way they call it it's very like not quite mono mono but it's like you don't hide you walk in there you can challenge people you can say like hey like send your best soldier like let's fight right now and you can like fight their best soldier like right at the beginning um, and then like fight the rest of them. And so there's like that tree. And then they also sort of because you lost the war, they also have this secondary tree, which is like the ghost or stealth or something like that. It's actually it's called the thief. And basically you get saved by a thief at the very beginning of the game. And she teaches you some of the ways of stealth and like backstabs and like murdering people without them even noticing. And you actually like your character like has a number of flashbacks where he has to like try to deal with like the fact that he's breaking his like samurai like honor to do this. And so it's this weird like character growth around the different play styles where there's like the stand and fight like a man style thing like samurai. And then there's this like backstab in the shadows thief thing. 
and you can kind of do both of them. And so it's very far cry. Like you walk up on an encampment and you're like, I guess I'll stealth for a little bit and kill a couple guys that are free. And then maybe I'll go guns blazing and kill everyone. Like that's that sort of thing. Um, Interesting. In terms of the actual combat system itself, it even has the same exact symbol that Sekiro has pretty much when they do an unblockable attack from like a polearm. Um, except in this game, there's no lock on. And I think I might've said that before it doesn't matter but the point is like so think to your dark souls experience and like all of the fighting you did without lock on and imagine that (laughs) being the whole game and at no point in time can you center yourself and like focus on one enemy and like move in relation to them you always have to be using a thumb to like manage your camera like at all at all times it's terrible yeah that's right it's terrible (laughs) I think I think that honestly ruins the combat for me. I think this this game is literally kneecapped by that, and I don't think it will ever get better than that. I like actually enjoy the combat, and I enjoy some of the moves I'm getting, and I enjoy some of like all that stuff. And there's timing, and there's counters, and it's parry heavy, and all that stuff is really cool. But the fact that you can't lock onto someone literally means I think this game cannot be like more than X amount of fun. Like I just I fucking hate that. <laughs> hate that because people will show you stuff that you need to react to they'll show you an unblockable attack that is this like red glint that you're like okay unblockable attack but that that shit comes from off screen <laughs> like you don't see that shit you just get hit and you're like this fucking sucks um so yeah that's that game really cool really interesting really different really novel i'm enjoying it why not a lock on feature Especially since, like, I feel like lock-on features are what's, like, I don't know, standard for a lot of combat games these days. They definitely are. And this is completely inspired by all those games that have lock-on systems. <laughs> it's not even subtle. Um, but they just chose not to do that, I guess. I-, I haven't messed around with it, but apparently it has an incredible photo mode. Lots of people keep saying online. It, like, has all of these elements of literal, like, real cameras. So you can, like, change the the film grain and you can change the aperture and like real photographers and you can like do moving panning shots you can change the weather and you can like do all sorts of crazy shit um yeah that stuff is all cool like it like for instance gabe will run into this scenario soon if i lend you this game you should totally play a little bit (laughs) like it is cool but like I literally cannot get over how bad they fucked up the combat system without a lock on i just can't it's terrible well, you don't have a, a lock on in real life, McCoy. Think about that. Maybe it's realistic. <laughs> wow. That's a trend that needs to die. It's just this is more realistic. <laughs> You're like, wow, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm playing video games to escape reality, not to emulate it. Exactly. That's why I play The Sims. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Let's see. Yeah, it's funny because I actually have Gabe's PlayStation 4 Pro that he was kind enough to lend me for The Last of Us, and I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima on it. And I'm so up and down on Ghost of Tsushima because I'm like, wow, this is such a cool setup for this like you know, this quest. And wow, that was such a beautiful composition. And this combat looked so great when it was fluid. And then it's like, oh, this I got completely surrounded and I couldn't see anything and I couldn't move the camera fast enough and I think I'm not having fun, question mark? So, so that's like <laughs> leading me to like play it only like once every couple of days 
And so then I'm just sitting here just like monopolizing Gabe's PlayStation for like this game that I only play like every couple of days that I just feel like immense amounts of guilt about it. <laughs> yeah, at this point, Gabe's not getting his PlayStation back until like 2025. Mm-hmm. Big sad. Yeah, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I didn't play it for the last couple of years, but I liked the feeling of being able to. So I, I kept it in the library. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I think it's actually really cool. One of the, Okay, the last thing I'll say about it that I think is really interesting is it, it, it kind of does a lot of those classic mechanics from these open world games, it would seem. I mean, I'm not an expert. But, you know, like things like if you do, you know, find these points on the map, then you can like upgrade your health or you can upgrade your stamina or you can upgrade your, I don't know. It's probably in different games, different things that they want. But what they do for this game is they like reference all this like, um, like Japanese culture in it. And so one of the things you do is you find hot springs around and your character is so ridiculous, like strips naked, like full naked and just like walks into the, um, into the bath. But then like, it's this meditative moment where you get to choose what you want to reflect on. And this is all to like increase your health. And so you're like, yeah, I want to increase my health. And then it'll be like, do I want to reflect on my uncle or like the fact that the battle, you know, it was lost. And then you press the button for whichever you want to reflect on. And it's like a 30 second, like almost meditative moment where the game slows down and he just, he just recounts it in his head and thinks about it and thinks about it in the context of where he is right now and hmm, accepts it for what it is. And it's very peaceful. And I kind of fucking love that. (laughs) Like that shit is super cool. So anyways, go Tsushima. There you go. All right. Is that it? Is that all the games we've been playing? I'm trying to think. Did I play anything else? Hmm gonna say i think i think that's about it wow quite honestly we did good we did good we did it was a very nice chill episode talking all sorts of things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well just vibing. next yeah just vibing mm-hmm. so what is next week Zoe? because i think we are going to go back to doing things i guess but james is oh by the way james is gone did anyone figure that out um <laughs> <laughs> By the way, in case you're wondering why this podcast has been so quiet. (laughs) (laughs) And he's going to be gone next week, too. So we've decided that I love how I ask Zoe and then I'm now just going to introduce it. No, I'm not. But I guess what I said is I'll, I'll preface it with this. We decided this was the thought process. What is a game that James would literally hate so much that he might quit the podcast if we made him play it? And how do we slot that into when he's on vacation so the rest of us can play it? And what do we decide? Exactly. <laughs> right. And so no better no better time than to finish off the R. Mikulski cat lady downfall trio than to play Lorelei. Mm. And uh, it'll be a nice trashy drunk playthrough this weekend, which we'll talk about on Monday when we're seeing with sober eyes. <laughs> um, but it's going to be exciting. We're going to we're going to finish off the game. We're all going into it blind. We have no idea what the fuck this game's about. Uh, but it's exciting. So that is uh, what we'll be playing next next week since uh, James is on vacation. And when we told James that we'd play it without him, he I think his exact words were, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so. Dude, I actually I think I'm just going to admit defeat on that one. But I honestly truly believed that if we played a drunk playthrough together with him, he would like appreciate those games. And we did play a drunk playthrough together for Downfall and did have a ton of fun. And then afterwards he was like, yeah, it's fucking terrible. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, 
all right well <laughs> fair enough so yeah we're gonna be doing that and dude i don't know i don't want to put us on blast but someday we got to play fucking uh andromeda at least a little bit i think well we wanted to play andromeda while james was gone but no james wants to james wants to be there for that so we gotta wait for him to come back before we think about andromeda yeah, you're right you're right okay well fair I enough can't so believe I guess... he wants to witness that but fair enough <laughs> it's gonna be the same thing as downfall we're gonna have a ton of fun that day and these companies like this is the worst game I've ever seen <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> well fair enough um cool but until then we will ponder whether or not um lorelei is the worst game we've ever played and and look forward to that um and we will speak to everyone next time take care of yourself goodbye <laughs>